Welcome to the uh, Ocean Water Podcast. I'm here today with my uh, uh, longtime friend, Mark Bell. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know Mark, Mark's done a lot of different things in his life. In the last five years, he has um, built his own company, which we'll talk a little bit, of, a little bit about today. And uh, Mark's built a bunch of things in his life. Um, <clears throat> and then on a personal note, we've been friends for what, man? almost... I've known you almost 20 years? Forever, dude. Forever. <laughs> too long. It's been awesome, yeah. <laughs> too long, too long. So thanks today, bro. Yeah. Um, all right, so when you're in San Diego these days uh, and you want food, where do you go? What are you getting? Well, probably the boys down at It's Raw. They do really good pokey. Um, in fact, uh, Max loves that a lot, too. You know, for nine-year-olds to like raw fish, I don't know. Got it. Got to be good. He, he he loves it. So either that, and probably do uh, a beer or two at Pizza Port from time to time. It's kind of my spot there. Got to chase so, it down. Yeah. So I would say those those are the those are the spots. It's good, man. It's good, man. So so good. Um, I've been to both of those places with you, actually. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing now, and how did you get into it? Um, are we looking here? Here? I'm looking at you? Uh, go here. There, bro. Okay. Go there. Cool. <laughs> Check it. Okay. Um, I, uh, kind of leading the charge in two coffee shops and roasteries, uh, one in San Clemente and one in, uh, Ocean Beach, San Diego. So been building that for the last, uh, four or five years and, uh, just opened, uh, the one here in San Clemente, uh, not too long ago and, uh, learning a lot, learning a lot of things, learning how to navigate pandemics and, uh. <laughs> business <laughs> it's a theme lately <laughs> but yeah that's yeah. that's kind of what i've been doing and i um also help my friends with their nonprofits. yep got this nonprofit habit i'm trying to kick but just can't it's too strong dude you had to get into business you had to get into business to support your nonprofit habit. <laughs> exactly <dude>. exactly <laughs> so there was there's that and then uh trying to be a a good dad for a rad little grom named yep. max yep so that's kind of what, what I'm into. Rad, he is a rad little grom. <laughs> yeah. Such a good dude. Um, so you, uh, you know, your businesses are going really well. You're, um, you know, you're doing a great job leading all the people that work for you. You have a lot of employees. Uh, you have your businesses in two different cities or an hour away from each other. So, like, what are you, what are you curious about these days? What, what, what is, uh, what's interesting? You know, I've always been really fascinated by um, team dynamics, by um, what kind of makes people tick, how teams come together and work. And uh, I've read a lot of like people like Daniel Pink or, or others who kind of talk through uh, some of those kind of dynamics. And I've, so I've always been really fascinated by that. And that's been really interesting work for me uh, building the business because I get a chance to work with a lot of teams and a a lot of leadership uh, groups throughout um, kind of both shops and um, it's fun to kind of problem solve and tinker with with things and figure out kind of how to get the right people in the right place and I, I mean we used to do that back when we were yep. working together and trying to figure out how to get everybody to play the roles that they play and I've, I've actually had a lot of fun watching the um the thing on Jor the jordan uh the oh yeah michael jordan oh, thing about that, chemistry and it's fun to watch how mm -hmm. they build the team and they all played their you know they had your rodman and you had jordan everybody's kind of playing their 
your different roles and different parts. And I, I'm really, really fascinated by that. So that's kind of something I've been kind of continuing to dig into a little bit. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, you've always been really, really good about uh, building teams. And in the entire time I've known you, you can think back about strengths people's have and you've always led really, really well that way. If um, So if like current Mark could could talk to 20-year-old Mark, mm. what's a couple things you would say, dude? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, um, that feels like a long time ago. Yeah, it, does. it sure does, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that I would probably tell myself that um, just to, to enjoy the process, you're, I was really focused on destinations then. And I think we've all kind of learned a lot more about um, the importance of the journey to yep. get there and enjoying that and enjoying the people that are with you on the journey. And, and I think that's um, not to be so caught up in trying to achieve some big goal, but to, but to link up with the people that you want to do it with and then and then enjoy that that process, enjoy the ride. You know? Yeah, it's good, man. So, in the last twelve months, what are uh, what are one or two things that you failed at? In twelve months, can I just give you the life fail? You can say whatever you, can say whatever you want. <laughs> there's no well, there's no right answer on if that. If we're gonna go deep, dude, we're this is we're all deep. <clears throat> we're gonna get, get right to it. Let's go. So. Let's get to it. I've uh, been fired from a couple jobs in churches I worked at, so those don't, aren't necessarily failures all the time, but they sure felt like it. Whenever you get fired from a place, you feel mm -hmm. you kind of feel have a lot of those feelings of failure. Yeah. So that's a big one. Um, I got divorced. Mm -hmm. uh, it could feel pretty like a failed marriage, maybe. So that yep. definitely um, feels like a failure times um, there are moments along the way try to build the businesses where I feel like um, maybe we made some wrong calls or made wrong moves and I think you uh, hindsight's always 2020 you know you look backwards and you see things uh, in a certain light so I think um, yeah there's definitely some moments where I, I'll give you a, a, just a one uh, I thought for sure I knew uh, how to buy enough green coffee to roast mm -hmm. and I knew how to start a shop and so we got into the shop and we were trying to build it out and um, some assumptions I made weren't correct <clears throat> and things truly did take twice as long and cost twice as much yep. even though I was convinced I was the one entrepreneur that that wasn't gonna happen to yep. And I remember um, getting uh, caught where I had just like all this green coffee and we weren't able to roast it and we bought too much and it just took too long to try to get our doors open and you know those those are moments that you know you feel man do I do I really have what it takes to do this are we really gonna make it through this and I think those are a lot yeah, I remember feeling a lot of those feelings of failure you know where I made maybe a wrong call um, you know or, or just didn't quite understand what 
what I was supposed to do at that moment, you know, and, and definitely had those feelings, you know. Well, that's good. One, one of the reasons I like to, I always like to have, uh, ask this question to people is because, you know, failure is often a better teacher than, than success. That sounds like one of those, those stupid cliches that you, you know, you like get on a sticker or something, but then yeah, it's actually, it's some, some of the stupid cliches are true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, it's one of the questions I just like to ask people when, whenever we chat is like, what's something you failed at? Because I think failure is a beautiful teacher hmm. if you allow it to be. Yeah. You know, if you say, well, that wasn't fun, what, what can I learn? Yeah. Versus, and, yeah, yeah. versus that didn't work out because it was everybody else's fault. Yeah, exactly. Which is people's typical yeah. interpretation of failure is that. Yeah, and, and failure is interesting because <laughs> if you allow it to, it'll be the greatest teacher um, of yourself. Yep. I think uh, you learn a lot about yourself. Um, it makes you dig deep into uh, some stuff that maybe uh, would, would not come up unless failure um, brought it to a head. And I think it makes you reflect a lot. And I think you can learn a lot from it if you choose to. Yeah, you sure can. So, all right. So, <clears throat> talked a little bit about failure. Um, so, let's talk for a few minutes about the cost of starting something. Because mm. <laughs> nowadays, <clears throat> you know, there is a cost yeah. to, to starting something. Yeah. So one of the things that's useful is to, to talk about that and talk about the the real lifeness of that so yeah. you want to share a few a few stories about the cost of starting yeah. something <laughs> yeah well we were we were joking about this the other day you know about how a lot of times people um only see the end result you know yeah. and they don't Typically. see yeah they don't yeah. see all the all the stages to get there and um you know i was I was reminded of that story that Jesus told uh, in the Bible about that guy who uh, found this pearl, this priceless pearl in a field, and he went back and sold everything he had and then went and bought the field. And I always think about the backstory of that and how crazy that must have been for like all of his family and friends to watch him like almost obsessively like be like I've got to have this field because everybody else didn't know about the pearl they didn't see the value in the field they were only just watching this guy like liquidate all of his assets yep and I felt this that way I mean I remember um, when we started building the coffee um, business we started by just getting a little roaster and roasting on the porch you remember that like yeah, you porch. and Ryan Bardelli yeah we were I sitting, do. sitting on the porch I was there when it happened <laughs> and then it transitioned to a garage you know and we were just roasting learning how to roast coffee and just doing it small and um and then I started to understand how um, important this could be and how valuable it could be to furthering like the mission of my life into helping my friends do um, a lot of the work that they're doing to impact the world and it in, in and of itself could make a huge uh, impact and difference in the world. And so 
we got to a point where we were trying to raise money. Here's another failure, and I could not raise money. I asked person after person trying to raise the money to actually like start the shop that we oh, were, yeah. had in our hearts and our dreams, and talked to a lot of people and pitched a lot of people these ideas and just couldn't raise any money. And uh, um, those are moments where you're like, man, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I a failure? And I thought about that verse. I thought about that story um, that Jesus told. And I remember first considering um, what would it look like for me to sell the condo that I had Mm -hmm. and to fund this dream. Because it's easy to dream dreams. A lot of people dream the dreams and they talk about all this cool stuff. But when the rubber meets the road, you've got to be willing to risk everything um, on on a strategic bet that you've spent time proving. I mean, we were in farmer's markets. We didn't just go, hey, we should do this. We were in farmer's markets. We were grinding every week. I mean, the boys were at three farmers markets every week and I was on the porch while I was working another job <laughs> roasting all this coffee and bagging it hand stamping it you know the whole thing yeah. and we we were bootstrapping and we proved that there was a there was a market and this could be viable people actually were buying the coffee at these markets so at that point um, I had to go all in yeah. and I, I remember when I first started telling I remember telling you other people hey uh, I'm putting my house in the market. I'm going to yep. sell my house. And I remember people just being like, what? And then I remember telling my parents um, who helped me get into that house. And I remember telling them, hey, um, the house is for sale. I've got some offers and I'm going to sell my house. <laughs> And I felt like that guy who, you know, sold everything to buy this field because everybody's like, dude, I'm not sure what you're doing. And that sounds like a really big risk. And, um, but I, I mean, I remember doing that, you know, and when I sold it, I thought this will be plenty of money. We'll be fine, you know. And then uh, we got to a point where, you know, we ended up having to raise another, you know, probably double what I was able to put in myself. And there came points where um, it, literally almost cost me everything I owned. I remember Mm -hmm. um, moments where um, we got caught um, in this kind of go-between where we were trying to use a certain certain type of venting for our roaster and um, just because of a difference of opinion um, the the guy who inspected it just didn't like the type of material it was and so you gotta rip it all out and redo it with some other material and um we just had zero we didn't have any money to do that you know and we had barely got the shop open i mean it was we were seriously a couple days from i mean i remember calling you and i was like i may have to come like live on your couch i was like i have a couch for you to come live (laughs) on and uh, and you'll you will not be on the street i remember that call 40 you were four days away i actually remember that four days away and and if we wouldn't have gotten through the inspection and gotten our doors open we would have just ran out of cash and it would have probably all crashed Hmm. but I remember um, needing to vent that roaster and I remember um, uh, taking the Jeep that I love dude that thing was awesome I love this Jeep yeah we've had some great adventures in that Jeep (laughs) and I remember taking that Jeep dropping it in a low four and driving like across 
the beach at Colonet in Mexico, you mm -hmm. know, and yep. no problems at all. We just had so much fun in that thing. But I realized that, you know, we had to keep the business moving forward. And for us to do that, I was going to need to, um, I was going to need to find a way to do it. So I remember selling that. And early on in business, too, it's hard because you can't, um, it's hard to, to get a lot of capital. Yep. Um, they, they, you know, you can spend a hundred thousand dollars, get a hundred thousand dollar loan to get like a business degree, but then you can't get a twenty thousand dollar loan to like get a, a business loan to start that, you know, which is just so yep. backwards. It's the craziest thing. But yep. we weren't in a position where we were able to like do any of that. And so I remember selling the Jeep, we got the thing vented and I just remember getting uh, down to where I was like driving Chad's. I think van. Yeah, I remember that too. And man, that that was a sexy van to drive around. <laughs> Had a big Inspire the Young on the side. Yeah. Uh, kind of felt like that scary guy, you know, the van down by the river. You know? Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, uh, those moments too where people don't see those. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how um, how hard that was. I mean, I, I, I all these scenes keep flashing, you know. Uh, to me, like I remember um, the first kind of Christmas that came around and my son Max was helping with the shop. He would come over, he didn't really help. We, we had to trench down and put pipes down in the, in the floor or whatever for the drainage. And there was big mounds of sand and he would play with his trucks in the in this mound of sand in the shop. And uh, you know, he was part of the process, but I remember that first Christmas um, literally not being able to like buy him anything but a Pokemon card. It was like a $10 Pokemon card hmm. on Amazon. And I remember that was like the only Christmas gift that I could give him that year. And I, I yeah. remember feeling like as a man and as a dad, like just just really like low and felt, and it didn't matter because we had an awesome Christmas. I mean, we yeah. we went, you know, he went on hikes. Yeah, we went on hikes and we made a bunch of memories and, and we, we collected a bunch of toys for um, from the community to bring down to Colonnette and he helped us bring those toys down and give to the kids. And in fact, it did teach him a really cool lesson, but I remember him looking at the toys he was giving to these kids in Colonnette and um, and wanting those, and the only thing I was able to give him was just this small little, you know, thing. So those are the flat, you know, those like little scenes that kind of flash up in my mind about, you know, a lot of people go, oh man, it's so successful, it's so great, look at all the cool things that are happening, but they never look at like how hard the journey is um, along the way. And I, I know even for you, I mean, we've talked about some of the stuff that you know you've had to do in the process here too i mean it's just yeah it's, it's well so it's, it's always fun to talk to to have a conversation about you know the cost of starting something because there is a cost to it and there's also a difference between having the language of being a maverick and the life of being one mm -hmm. and there's a yeah part of one of the reasons i like having these conversations is because it helps people to figure that out mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think, and there, there, you know, there is a cost. And I know for, for, um, you know, when you start something, you know, to summarize, I mean, you sold your home you, and I know you used all the proceeds of the home sale for directly for your business. 
and then you sold your favorite, your only car, your favorite car, actually your dream car. There's a backstory to that because I, I've known you for so long. I know the only thing that you wanted in your life was to live at the beach and drive a Jeep. I know that about you because I've known you so long and you're like a brother to me. And the Jeep, the Jeep went bye-bye, you know? Adios. And so, so uh, when, you, when you have a dream, when you have something that you want to do, mm. what you know, it will literally cost you everything. Mm. There, there will come moments when, yeah. when it it will literally cost you, uh, cost you everything. You know, and one of the things we were talking <clears throat> about too, I thought was really, was really uh, important too, is that that when you risk it all, when you're willing to go all in, <clears throat> that people see that. That's it. And I think it gives you a lot of credibility. Gives you a lot of momentum. And people understand that it's it's this is real. There's skin in the game, and yeah. you're not just. There's not a lot of words. And in fact, after I was, after I sold my house and went all in, um, we had to raise some more money, and it was easier at that point. It was still hard, but it was easier than to to raise money after people saw, man, he went all in. Yeah. You know, he really believes in this, willing to risk it. You know. One of the funny things is is that. Um, it's actually that that act of courage that uh, ultimately, you know, people. I assume people are smart, and mm. and people really do want to follow people, but they want to follow people that they respect. Mm. And so what happens is, is when people see that you, wow, like this dude sold his house and sold mm. his sold his car. Well, then that becomes something that people respect, mm. and that they and that they want to be a part of. Mm. You know, yeah. versus cute marketing. Yeah, totally. Which anyone can do cute marketing. Yeah. Let me say yeah. that again. Anyone can do cute yeah. marketing. I'm in That's front right. of a garage door. Hopefully you're ignoring <laughs> that, like you're listening to the actual content of what's being said here. But um, and, and cute marketing's fine, but just understand it for what it is. It's yeah. cute marketing. Yeah. You know, and, and mm-hmm. people people want to see past that. They mm-hmm. want to see something like, Wow, that's I really respect that. I really respect the, what that person's mm-hmm. trying to do and mm-hmm. and then and then uh, that ends up being a catalyst for, for momentum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's funny, you know, first comes the courage mm. that's, you know, looking yeah. over the cliff and, mm. <laughs> and then the, yeah. then, then the momentum comes later, yeah. Yeah. but it's fun. And so I guess like an encouragement for people that are watching is, you know, is find the courage, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. find the courage. There's, there's, there's yeah. things that, that are in your heart that, that you're supposed to align with mm-hmm. that you're supposed to do. Yeah. And the quicker you get the courage to go do it. Yeah. The happier you're going to be, and the more people you're going to help. Yeah, so you got to lean into it. Oh yeah, and you can't let fear get you. And the thing with courage too, I, I read a quote one time that um, your growth is directly proportionate to the amount of courage that you live with. Yeah, and I think when you step in with courage, you open yourself up to a lot of growth in your life. And I yeah. think that's like a pretty cool thing too. You know. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of growth, um, you and I have. I've been to we've been to El Salvador five times together, six times. Six. Six. Yeah, yeah we've been six times. Um, <laughs> we we've been on a journey of well learning. Yeah. Basically. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, a big there's a big difference between 2015 and 2020. Mm. We first went down there in 2015, yeah. and then we we've spent last five years just making friends and doing a lot of learning. Yeah. And so you know what's what's kind of your your understanding of like water these days in the world based on what, what we've learned along the way. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that's driven us and that's been a big deal is that um, 
we just fundamentally believe that everybody deserves to have access to free, clean drinking water. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those, it's a, it's a human right that mm -hmm. everybody should have. And we take it for granted, obviously, yeah. here so easily. Um, you go down to El Salvador, you go to all over the, I mean, there's places all over the world that yeah. developing countries, people are struggling to get a hold of that. And, yeah. um, and that's been something that's been like driving us and coming, you know, going to these other countries and seeing our friends. And these are people that we know we've spent a lot of time mm -hmm. with. We, you know, know their families and, and seeing what a huge deal it is in their lives. And it, and it's such a, it's a simple solution. Um, but it's also complex, you know, yeah. and, uh, um, and I think that we're learning the nuances of all of that. It's our job to make it easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're working on making it exactly. easier and fun. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And yeah, it's, 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 yeah, we've learned so many things. One of the, one of which is that, you know, um, when people have, when people have the stability of, uh, of water and food every day, mm. then they'll have the stability for work. Yeah. And so mm. what happens yeah. basically around the world is when people uh, experience the daily disruption caused by water and food, that then, if, that then affects their employment yeah. and, and their ability to work. Because mm. when your life is disrupted uh, to the degree that you have to spend your, a lot of your time and effort each day just getting food and water yeah there's not a lot there's not a lot a lot left over yeah so we try to we try to step into those spaces around the world all around the world what we've learned is there's basically the world's full of palmercitos there's mm -hmm. these little pockets of yeah. 20 families 30 families mm -hmm. 40 families beautiful people yeah the most oh yeah the yeah. best totally the best people yeah and uh, and just simply don't don't have the infrastructure mm. so we try to come alongside uh, people that we get to know and friends and and help with that with that infrastructure so that 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 platform then becomes a, a platform for empowering people yeah. and so it's been it's been really fun learning all about that yeah. and um, we have been to to El Salvador for uh, for six years six times six years and now we're we're planning on going to Indonesia next March. Yeah. And that'll be our first time. That'll be really fun because we're actually gonna get to follow uh, Bobby Ramsey who's been there five times. So That's when cool. I found out, I'm like, wait a second, you've been to, you've been there as many years as we've been to El Salvador? How about you lead? Yeah, <laughs> smart man. <laughs> How about you be the leader and yeah. we'll be the student on this yeah, one. So that's gonna be really, really fun, man. Um, yeah. yeah, I wanna thank you um, so much for your, for your time today, dude. Yeah. And I hope people get something out of what we share. You got any, you got any last words you wanna, wanna, uh, wanna give? Yeah, you know, I, I wanna say too that um, <clears throat> I'm just so grateful that you decided to dedicate your life towards something that's so it's such a huge need it's a, such a profound need but it's also not something you, that you get like a bunch of like um accolades and awards for and i think it's been really awesome to see how much work that you've spent pouring into understanding all of this a lot of people don't understand how much like schooling you've been through you know and all of the research that you've done and how you wake up every single day like obsessed with how do I how do we make this uh, simple need but complex issue you know attainable for our friends and people from all around the world and and uh, it's just been such a cool thing to be able to come alongside and work with you on that and to solve tons of problems and to 
um, get to know a lot of different people in a lot of different countries who are um, who are working towards this goal. And so, um, yeah, I, I would just say if you if you watch these and you're not involved, like get involved. Come on one of these trips. Um, you know, help us advocate for this. Um, get involved and, and donate towards some of the stuff that we're doing. Um, I'll tell you, this is just one of those things that um, could truly change the world. And so um, it's been, been an honor to be on the journey with you on this. Uh, well, I'll say that, that my, the respect of my, of my wife and my close friends and my parents, that's my reward. <laughs> so that's how I'm wired. I love you, bro. That's awesome. Thank love you. you too, man. And yeah, we'd love to have you in the next, in the next 12 months. We are planning on taking the lessons that we've learned in the last five years and we want to apply those lessons, continue to apply them in El Salvador. And then in two new contexts, one is Indonesia and the other is in Bangladesh. And so if you're interested in being a part of either one of those journeys with us, we'd love to have you come along. And uh, there's trip information at oceanwater.com. We'd love to have you come with us. So. And I hear yeah. that there might be a, a, a little version, new version of a book coming out pretty soon, too. There is a new version of a book. Yeah. Or, or which be one? Be looking for that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> be looking for that. We're working on it. <laughs> love you, brother. Cool. Thank you. You got it, man. Yeah.